0: I'm Pete Seligman. Welcome to Season 3 of my podcast, The Next Step. This year, the Australian ETA and Search Fund community is looking forward to its first big event for the region. The ETA Forum will be held at the Manly Pacific Hotel on Manly Beach in Sydney on Friday the 16th of September. In the lead up to the event, I'll be interviewing the speakers and moderators to give you some insight into the experience, capability and knowledge that will be on offer when we all come together for the first time. Please stay tuned as we count down the days and be sure to yell out if you have any questions or comments to offer so we can make the ETA Forum a great event for all involved. Now let's jump into this episode of The Next Step.
1: The term entrepreneur has always been recognized as the startup person, yet we work with entrepreneurs every day and most of them are not startups. They're people who have been working in their businesses for years and years. Entrepreneurship is a mindset. It's not a business structure. And I think that's really important. And to be able to come into a room with people with like mindset around that, to share their wisdom and community shared wisdom, that's really important. You don't get it off the blog. You don't get it off emails. You get it through connection and talking things through. And I think they're the things that I'm really looking forward to.
0: In this episode, I'm going to speak to Ak, Michael, Jake, and Nick the guys that I've been working with over the last few months to get the ETA forum off the ground. And I dare say there'll be a bit more work between now and the forum to really make it as good as it can be. We're gonna be talking about the Australian market and what we see as the progress of search and ETA in this market over the last few years. We're also gonna touch on what we hope we'll be able to achieve in the forum in September. Morning, everyone. Welcome along. It's good to see all your faces here and hear all those voices. This is the first time that I've actually done a multifaceted podcast episode. So I'm navigating kind of uncharted waters as to how I keep all of you under control during this process, but I'll do my best. But as we discussed, I think this will be quite a free-flowing conversation because each of us around the table have some pretty interesting perspectives on what we're going to discuss. So I just might start by going around the table. We've got Jake and Nick and Michael and Ak, just with a quick intro from each of you. And maybe Jake, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Thanks, Pete. Jake Nicholson, Managing Director of SME Ventures, which is a platform for search funds in Australia and New Zealand. I've uh, been working with search funds for the past 10 years, and I'm excited to see what's to come um, ETA and search fund-wise in, in Australia and New Zealand in the coming years. Fantastic.
0: And, and Nick,
2: Welcome.
3: Yeah, so uh, Nick Bamford, uh, I'm an operator. Uh, currently, I am managing director of SRO technology based out of Brisbane. Um, I'm yeah really excited to see all the searchers coming through, all the interest in, in search, um, and, and see where, where the search community goes as we mature and we see more searchers coming in and also um, the first few uh, successful exits.
0: Fantastic, and, and Michael? Hi, Michael Chu
4: here. Um, I run Flywheel Effect out of Melbourne. We are a self-funded search, so we're looking um, at the moment for a company to buy, and I kind of stumbled upon search 18 months ago, and now have found myself kind of bang, smug, stuck in the middle of it, and it's um, it's been a fun ride. Uh, so, yeah, I'm also excited, as per Nick, as to see where it goes over the coming years.
0: Fantastic. And last but definitely not least, um, Ack.
1: Yeah, thanks, Pete. Um, Akram Sabar, everyone calls me Ack. Um, I'm a co-managing director of Wayfinder Capital with uh, my business partners, uh, Louis Pangarella and uh, Nima Sedegaard. Look, I started in this whole thing about five years ago in 2018 with with, uh, Louis, um, when I think you could count on two hands anybody that understood what search was in Australia. The most exciting thing is um, that we're getting to this point where we're actually thinking of running a forum or conference, um, and uh, it's very exciting. Never thought we'd be here this quick.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, guys. Well, it's it's an interesting group that we've gathered here today and one that we kind of pulled together a few months ago when we had this idea of putting on some kind of event for this marketplace. Because as we know, there are a bunch of events that happen globally, um, typically through the management schools um, each year or every couple of years that pull together search fund communities from each of those markets. So That's, I guess, why we decided that we'd have a crack at putting one on here in the Australian or Australasian market um, based in Sydney later this year. And so this series of episodes is going to start to interview some of the people involved. And so I thought, what better way to start than with the group that decided to pull the whole thing together? Um, So what I wanted to start with was really just a conversation around... Um, exactly what ACK was referring to there, like how much has changed in the Australian market and, and even into Asia a bit. I mean, Jake, you've got a good perspective on that. Um, over the last few years, I mean, I, I, I bought um, my first business uh, almost 10 years ago um, and, and back then had, had no idea of what ETA was or, or the concept of a search fund, even though they'd been around for a long time at that point. And I think Australia really in the last kind of probably three or four years has started to come up the curve, but in the last 12, 24 months has really started to take off. So I'd be interested in your perspectives on on how you've seen that change. And and maybe we might start with Jake. What are your thoughts on the Australian marketplace as it is now and, and kind of that state of maturity it's going through?
2: Sure. Well, I started looking at search funds and ETA in 2011 and spent my early... Uh, experience in the U.S. Um, and then started looking at Asia Pacific in 2017 and and thought, um, you know, we we might get involved in a few countries uh, and started exploring opportunities in Philippines, Thailand, Singapore, Vietnam, Japan. Um, there was no activity uh, search fund wise. Of course, there is ETA activity everywhere. Um, uh just not undocumented, as you mentioned, um, uh, no search for activity at the time in, in Australia, New Zealand, like a little bit bubbling in Japan, uh, a couple, couple, uh, hits in, in India and, and attempt one attempt in Indonesia, but really very limited, um, happening in the Eastern hemisphere. Um, and then in 20, about 2019, 2020 is when I decided that Australia was the most promising, um, opportunity to, to, to really drive search fund activity in Asia Pacific. Um, demographically, the story is very clear. Uh, a lot of the learnings from the whole community in the US and Western Europe um, can be almost directly applied to, um, to Australia uh, as a market. Um, there are questions, of course. You know, we have we entered with questions on the capital side, both the debt and equity on the talent side, on the deal flow side. Uh, but those question marks are starting to shrink uh, now. and uh, and and we're gaining more and more confidence that that our hypothesis was largely correct.
0: yeah, I, I um I, I always kind of refer to those that three-legged chair of having the capital, having the talent and having the the um the deal flow. And it's always like balancing between those three, which one is the one that you need to do the most work on at any point in time. Um Nick, when when did you first get started um, kind of thinking about search? And which of those three do you think was the most difficult to try and get across the line?
3: Yeah. Um, so I, I was in I was skiing in France in 2017, I think. And I've been working as a strat consultant in London. Um, and yeah, not not loving it and thinking about how to get back into smaller businesses. I didn't have, you know, it's a classic story of didn't have the sort of entrepreneurial spark of an idea. Um, didn't want to be sat in a bedroom building something from scratch. So that was kind of my my way into it. Um, I'd studied for my MBA in Brisbane and I was keen to come back to Australia. So I kind of put the two together and when I started looking more at search, looking at the Australian market, looking at some of the multiples of deals that were going on, um, I realised that there was, a, there was a good fit between where I wanted to live and also where I wanted to work. Um, I think when I when I first I went on I think it was searchfunder.com, and there's the big map of the world and it shows you like the however many thousand searchers and investors in the US and Spain, London and I, I looked at Australia and I think there were two dots on there. Um, <laughs> were those oh two was dots? That. <laughs> was um, that Alex? <laughs> No, Alex was, Alex was way behind. He was... (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, So that was, uh, that was over in in, in WA. um, I mean, also uh, the Hoffman Capital guys in in Melbourne. Yeah, right. I think, think, but it was interesting having those chats, learning more about the market, and that really cemented, yeah, this is what I want to do, this is where I want to be. Um, I think the hardest thing I found initially was getting people across the idea of a search fund. Mm. So, Moving someone from an investor to a search fund investor is a is a difficult is a difficult transition. I found a, I don't know whether it's a cultural thing, but Australian like Australian investors incredibly skeptical. I was like, why would I pay you to find me a deal?
1: Mm.
3: And then I'd be going out for lunch with the same person like three days later,' and be like, I just can't get you know, just try to get due diligence done for 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 decent value. And trying to find someone to run these companies, I just can't can do it. I've got so many good companies. It's like, mate, come on, <laughs> put two two together. Um, so I think it was the I think it was probably the equity investor in the search fund structure, not the ETA. I think there's plenty interest in that, but it was that was the initial struggle. I had a lot of question marks over the banking, and I, I'm interested in other people's perspective whether it was I wasn't looking in the right places. Well, the Australian banking sector has sort of moved forward in the last three years.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do, but before I throw to Ack on the investor side, I, I definitely think on the banking side, I've seen a huge shift in the capability of banks to lend to businesses that are in the search space, um, like massive shift, even in the last five years, but definitely in the last 10 has been, has been a huge change, which is great. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do, but, but they're looking really
2: good. But that people told me people told me people told me in 2019, 2020, if your deal doesn't have a a great amount of real estate attached to it, there's no way you're gonna get bank debt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: And And that yeah. Exactly. And that's that's turned out not to be true.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's where we've been and that's where we're really trying to do a lot of work to To push outside of that which I think is we're getting enough kind of examples of that but but on the investor side it's interesting because obviously we've got our first New Zealand search fund up and running um, with with Luke over there and he had exactly that problem Nick Um, even though just across the ditch we had plenty of investors that were were backing search he still struggled to get kind of domestic New Zealand based investors across the line so how have you I mean you've obviously gone through the process of being directly involved, but then also raising Wayfinder. How's yep. the conversation been with the investors around getting them across the line from a search point of view?
1: Oh, look, it's been really interesting. I just wanted to um, double back a bit on your, your three-legged chair piece. Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll come to the, the investment piece more than likely last. I think the other two are really interesting. First one is the deal flow. Um, both Louie and I, when we got involved in this, knew that there'd be lots of deals because we, we've worked in the SME sector for that combined, probably about 30 years. Um, and so our, our point of entry into search and, and the community was that we were always uh, working with executives uh, at the corporate end who were going, I'm really jack of this, I want to get out. Um, and the only outlet they had was going to a broker um, who, who were really good at selling them coffee shops. Um, and we kind of always went, well, that's really below your pay grade and scale of, 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 of capability. The other end, we're dealing with SMEs who had this this issue that we all see around the world, which is uh, succession. And we said, wouldn't it be great if we could marry those up? Now, in reality, the timing on those two things in our world never came together. Um, But the deal flow is always there. There's opportunity sitting there. Um, The the other piece, the other second leg is is talent. Um, and that's where we decided we'd start from. We we started with Second Squared to really kind of kickstart the concept of search in Australia and EPA. And um, we we felt, let's get the talent right first, because then when we've got that, we could get the capital to invest in it. It's a bit like going, well, I've got the capital. Do I invest in a house or a building or whatever? This is just another form of investment. Um, and so we we took it that way said, "Let's let's back the right horses. Now let's invest in those jockeys to make sure they they, they get the winning winning horse." Mm-hmm. Um, so, from a um, a capital raise perspective, probably a bit like Jake, um, the, the majority of the market here is very real estate oriented. And if you were to take a look at, at um, any list of broken deals um in a general broker world. Um anything over a certain you know, sales for a million or two million is backed by some some real estate. It's like a you know a a, 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 a motel or something like that where you're buying a property. So the, the culture in Australia in that small mid business range tends to be backed into the property deal. But mm-hmm. then if you go to that mid tier and slightly above what we would we would call small, um then you start to play in this game of of having it uh, detached from from property, so when we came to talking to investors around raising, um, I guess the first um, uh, fund like like this in Australia, institutional fund, um, yeah, we've we've come across a lot of pushback because again, show me the deal, mm. um, and probably a bit like Mick, you know, two days later, oh, it's struggling to find somebody to run this thing. Mm. We're going, hey, we've got all that, we're backed up on that. Um, let's just go hard with with, with raising the capital to get these, these people yeah. into the businesses. So um, again, uh, we, we we knocked up against very similar um, issues. But the interesting thing was that um, some of the investors we've got um, were really struggling over a long time to identify how do they get into that black box of mid tier. Um, they, they they do a lot of startup, that's very sexy, and they also do a lot of Uh, equities and it's kind of like there's this black box in the middle and showing them search and and the ETA concept suddenly opened their eyes to, here's our avenue, here's our vehicle to get into the market that we've never really understood how to get into. And that's been a really interesting way of talking about how and where to place their capital
0: it's perfect and and that's exactly that wedge that that search is filling globally really which is uh, like dovetails perfectly with the succession problem that we're seeing in almost every market um michael with with a bit of a different perspective like how the question i've got for you is like how have you seen the searcher community evolve since the time that you got involved um a, a year or so ago like. You know that that's yeah. quite a vibrant community of people, right? Like, the, there's lots of different people in that mix. Everyone's really collaborative and and talking to each other a lot and sharing deals and sharing advisors and sharing thoughts about different structures. Like, how have you found that experience? It's been it, it, so. So, I, I'll probably preface all of this by saying I'm not a, a deal guy,
4: right? I'm not a finance guy. I'm kind of a bit a bit like Nick. I'm probably more operational in in kind of most of my experiences. So. The things and picking up from what Ak and Jake were saying that I worried about coming into this was could I find a business, right? Like is there businesses to buy? Why would someone sell me their business? Why would people give me money to buy one? And why would a bank back me to all those three kind of things? So they they are the same things that I worried about and asked myself questions about before coming into this. And I think it was, you know, the community that helped me understand it. And I am not a high-risk guy, but risk is all relevant. So I love a framework. And search kind of gave me a framework for thinking about how I moved into a different part of my career. And the first call I had was with Greg Green, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the favorites in the community. And I found him through ACK. He, there was a blog on your website, and there was there was three or four guys on there. Nick, you, I think you were one of them as well, actually. And I the first call I had was Greg Green. And he was just overwhelmingly supportive of me not knowing anything and just being just sharing his knowledge and his experience today. And that was a big factor in me deciding that this was a path that I would I would take. And, and since then, I don't like working on my own, but this is a very on-your-own kind of journey, especially at the start. So, uh, you know, I found that the community is amazing and everybody within the space is at different points. So from like trying to decide like I was whether it was the right thing for me to do and spend my time on to having bought businesses and operate businesses like Nick and then everybody from an advisor to investor to, to kind of people in the finance world all really coming together because they're interested in the outcomes of search and ETA and probably the stage of where it's at in Australia, which is, you know, I think, you know, moving quickly but still really early on. I think there's a sense that this small community can kind of really achieve things and supporting each other you know, makes a, a huge difference um, in that. And, you know, likewise, the people that gave me lots of their time at the start, I, I love talking to new searchers and people who are wondering about things and share my opinions for what they're worth, and it's I think an that drives
0: the whole group. It, it's an interesting um, kind of characteristic of of search globally. Um, and, Jake, I know you've got a, a great perspective on this, having worked in a number of different markets over the years, but, you know, Every single marketplace seems to have that in common, that kind of collaborative abundance mindset type of approach to the way in which whether it's the searchers, the advisors or the investors, um, all of those kind of cohorts are very open and collaborative in the way they talk about things. I mean, when I, I haven't yet seen, I'm involved with quite a few searches at the moment, I haven't yet seen any of them cross paths on a deal. But equally, I've seen plenty of them say, oh, I came across this in my pipeline doesn't really suit me, but I know it'll suit so-and-so. And so I'm actually just going to pass it on because it could be great for them. Or I've got the, this investor in my register and I reckon they would love so-and-so, so I'm going to introduce them in case they might be able to invest. And every new person I meet that comes to the community says, I'm overwhelmed with how nice everyone... Like, why is everyone so, like, giving with their time and collaborative and sharing? Um, I think it's fantastic that it seems that every new market that opens up seems to replicate that. Like, Jake, have you... Given that you've seen quite a few of these different markets, like why do you think that
2: is? So I, I think it's because it's scary. You know, like the <laughs> the um the uh the entrepreneurship in entrepreneurship through acquisition confuses people sometimes who are new to the space. What, what do you mean entrepreneurship through acquisition? Entrepreneurship means startups. And that's that's because it's risky because you're starting with a blank slate. And um, those of us in this community. Believe pretty firmly that ETA is is definitely a form of entrepreneurship because um, though the risk reward might might be a, you know different than uh, than that of the startup world, there's there's certainly risk and there's certainly the unknown and there's certainly a you know limited resources that you have to work with and limited precedent. Um, and everyone going into this, regardless of whether they come from a CEO background or a PE background or i making they have some sense that, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to work. Um, and, and if you, if you're new to it, then you can lean on people who have been there before and also felt scared and have come out the other side of, uh, on the other side, hopefully, you know, in a good way. But even if, even, even those who have failed, um, you know, are are pretty willing to share, and they've landed on their feet in different ways, uh, and and so I, I think I think it's that shared discomfort um, uh, in pursuit of opportunity, yeah, uh, that that draws empathy. Uh,
0: and, and and I might use that as a as a segue into kind of t- touching on the forum that we've got planned later this year, because obviously part of the intent of that is to do exactly that sharing that you're you're referring to there. Um, I might jump to Nick next to get the, the question for you, Nick, that I've got is with regard to kind of this session, you know, everyone's everyone's going to come together in, in September and we've got a day of kind of various sessions um, set out. Um, what, what do you think we should be aiming to achieve on that day? And and from an attendee's point of view, like what do you think would be some great things that we could try and get out of of everyone coming together?
3: Yeah, so for, for me' it's, it's making the connections. I think you know just just hearing every, it doesn't surprise me, it's all Michael hearing your experience about um, people being incredibly generous with their time and experience. and that I, I found that I was connecting with people from Boston to Madrid to London, just hearing these experiences and people spending the time talking about what they've done. and they've, they've given and I've, I've now given the same talk about my background, and my experience a hundred times. And you, you do that because you pay it forward. And I think this is an opportunity to turbocharge that process um, and pay, pay, pay it forward and not just have one-on-one conversation. The one-on-one conversations are great and I'm happy to chat with people about my experiences and how it's come for me. But if we can all get together in a room and rather than just benefit one person at a time with those conversations, sharing those experiences. We can we can hit up a whole, whole room full and then be challenged on what we've done. And uh, I, I love that backwards and forwards, you know, someone popping their hand up and saying, yeah, cool, thanks for sharing me, but why did you do that? Mm. And really get some of that experience, you know, learning from experience. And I think that, well, hopefully I can bring some some of my experience to bear, but also be interested in other people coming in and, and sort of challenging and questioning and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully in the future, maybe a better leader.
0: Fantastic. And and Michael, what, what's your two cents on, on your aspiration for, for what we should try and get done on that day in September?
2: Well, I just listening
4: to Nick talk and I'll, I'll just cover a little bit of what I thought as you were talking. I think, and, and Jake as well, it probably relates to yours too. I think we all believe in the model. And I think that's got a lot to do with why we put energy into things like talking with other people, putting a conference together and wanting to wanting it to all work because I think we we've decided that this is a good model. We believe in it. And regardless of whether, like for example, I'm searching now later, I want to have different roles in the community and that is probably part of a much longer multi-decade part of my career. So I think, I think that that probably grounds me in kind of where I'm at today and and kind of going forward Um, for the, for the, for the forum, you know, I, one is I haven't seen a lot of people face to face, but I've had lots of conversations, right? And th- there's something about seeing somebody and saying you're not as tall as I thought you were <laughs> 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 that, that, that yeah. I'm looking forward to, and just just uh, so you know, to, th- that connection and that ability to. I don't he wasn't meaning um, you, Jake. Just by the way, I was just I, I Jake. I, I have that. no <laughs> idea. We should, yeah, we, should, all do. We, should have a, we should have a height a height uh, uh, Yeah. And, yes. <laughs>
2: I, I had a gathering with Rob, Ryan and Steve in, in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago and they are all taller than me. Steve and Ryan are a lot taller than me. And that thankfully doesn't come through on Zoom. <laughs> so, so, so being able to like, I don't know,
4: embrace people in some way, shape or form, I think is the first thing. And then I think like there's going to be really Great ideas that come from the people who um, we've got lined up to, to to talk there, and and discussions both formally and kind of in the corridors, which you know, I want to be involved in and and share and get value from. So you know, I'm, I'm I'm really excited about all of that. Really,
0: no, that's fantastic. And and Ak, what what's your your thoughts? I mean, it'd be great to exactly as everyone's been saying. One of my things is just getting a chance to see people face to face. Um, particularly our, our um, cousins in Perth. Um, so what's, um, um, what's your perspective on what you'd like to achieve on the day?
1: Well, I think I'll go back to um, a phrase or a term that, that Jake mentioned, which is um, it's a community. I think when we first started researching search, um, we used the term um, industry with some of the founders in the US and got wrapped over the knuckles pretty badly and they said, we are not an industry, we're a community. And that really hit home to us that that this is this is more about commercial stuff. This is highly commercial highly cultural as well. So so if we continue to see ourselves as a community, um communities learn off each other, they grow off each other, they support each other. Um, and that's what's really also attracted us to it as investors, because uh, you go to the other word of entrepreneur, and Jake, you're right, the term entrepreneur has always been recognized as the startup person, yet we work with entrepreneurs every day, and most of them are not startups. They're people who have been working in their businesses for years and years. Entrepreneurship is a mindset. It's not a business structure, and I think that's really important. And to be able to come into a room with people with life mindset around that, to share their wisdom and community shared wisdom, that's really important. You don't get it off a blog. You don't get it off emails. You get it through connection and talking things through. And I think they're the things that I'm really looking forward to. No. I also think from, from an investment perspective, um, people who are looking at it coming into this community, um, this is a great way for them to start to get the feeling. The the, the connectivity of of the richness of that support and start to see how they could play into that in terms of where they're investors, whether they're going to be potential searchers, whatever they, they are uh, as part of the, the broader um, connective tissue of this community. Um, it just gives them an idea and a sense of where the real DNA is. And, yeah, yeah. I've, only a, I've only shared a beer with Nick. I'm looking forward to sharing a beer with everybody.
0: <laughs> well, absolutely. And I, and I think the fact of having all of the existing community in there and then having the opportunity for, for people that want to learn more about it then kind of effectively soaking in that for some time um is a really i mean it, like nick said it kind of accelerates that whole process right so what
2: what what i think is really exciting and unique about <clears throat> these kind of events and and why i'm glad we're doing it in australia is it is it gives an opportunity for for light bulb moments um for those people who are who are new um i, I benefited from those you know that whether it's at mit or harvard or booth kellogg you know like there's there's a lot that you can read online, and there are podcasts that we, we, we both do. And um, but it's all it's all a couple of degrees removed. Uh, but then when you actually hear people's stories and get to ask them questions face to face, you can start to relate more directly. Um, whether you're a searcher or a, an investor or a lender, um, I think you just get it more. You internalize it more. Um, when you're there, and so I'm excited to see those light bulbs uh, switching on over over the course of the, the forum. Yeah, thank PJ,
1: you um, can I just add Andy? one more thing there? Um, oh, sorry, um, we're, yeah, talk, yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking about um, people coming into it from the perspective of either investing or, uh, or or being a searcher um, or supporting that in some way. I think what what's really been exciting watching going again going overseas to to, to the Harvard's and the Stanford type conferences, is that there's a new cohort coming into the community, which are the people who have sold their businesses into the community. Mm. Um, and, like, this is the first event. I don't know whether we're going to have too many of those people, but I really, one of my greatest aspirations for this is in a few years' time, we're going to have business people who have sold to this community yeah, the event. who are now part of the investment um, yeah. community because they are so attached to um, that that integrated approach to where way- the way this community works. And I think yeah. that'll be really exciting to see evolve in the next few years as well.
0: Hey, yeah, Pete. Pete what's Nick what's... You had a, sorry, Nick. Nick had a, Nick had a comment. I just want to give him. Oh, oh no, I was just
3: going to ask. Ask. I was going to ask you, Pete. Uh, what, what are you? What are you hoping to get out of the day?
0: Oh, mate. Thank you. I was going to ask the same mate. thing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for returning the question. I think for me, it, it really is. I mean, it's a little bit about. The last two years has been weird for everyone for a whole bunch of reasons, and I'm not going to um, kind of say the word, right, but um, it, it's been one of those periods of time where we as a community have grown exponentially in 24 months in a period where most of us haven't had a chance to meet each other properly. Um, so for me, there's a huge connection opportunity for everyone to get in the same place in the same room, shake hands, you know, share drinks like, and have a chance to really spend time chatting to each other, which I think is really powerful. And the connections that then add value into the future after that is huge. Um, I also think for me, it's about um, not only reconfirming with the existing community that this is something that um, is really taking off. But for me, it's about bringing it to those people that don't know much about it. I'm really keen to like get this to... The investors to to get this to entrepreneurs that might be interested, but also like to the banks to the lenders to say that this is something that you need to think about a bit differently and to the investors to say this is something you need to think about differently and and having real momentum behind an event gives us that opportunity so
2: and Pete uh, let me just get on the record thank you for you, you were kind enough to involve us and let us let us shadow your your process <laughs> of putting this together but um you know you you're, you're you really led 90% of the effort um so so thank you for putting this together
0: I know, I appreciate it. We're, we're a community, this is a team effort, and I think um, I think we've got a little way to go yet, but I'm really excited about the next couple of months. Um, I might use that opportunity to, to bring it to an end, but th- thank you very much, guys, for your time um, getting on this session. I'm really keen to get these episodes out so that people can start thinking about what to expect um, with the event coming up. Um, and looking forward to working with you guys over the next few months to pull the details together. But thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Thanks for listening to this episode of The Next Step. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're joining us at the 2022 ETA Forum in Manly, I look forward to seeing you there. If you haven't already bought a ticket and this episode lit the spark, please head to etaforum.com.au to book your place, and we'll see you in September.